Welcome to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast, brought to you by Ruane Attorneys. The answers you need, the privacy you deserve. Each season tackles a different area of criminal law. Now, to your host, Jay Ruane. Hey there, it's Jay Ruane. Once again, attorney Rob Fontaine will be talking about the diversionary programs in Connecticut. Take it away, Rob. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Fontaine, and this season of the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast, we are looking at the various diversionary programs in Connecticut and how they can help you to resolve your case without the cost and risk of a trial. You should always remember that diversionary programs are not guaranteed in Connecticut, and depending on the facts of your case, they may or may not be the right way to resolve that case. In this particular episode, we're going to be discussing the Connecticut Alcohol and Drug Abuse Counseling Program. This is more commonly referred to as KDAC. The purpose of the Connecticut Alcohol and Drug Abuse Counseling Program is to help individuals struggling with an alcohol or drug dependency. The treatment program will be tailored to the individual to help them find independence from their alcohol and or drug dependency. Completion of the program may lead to a recommendation by the Court Support Services Division to dismiss the charges against the defendant. For convicted individuals who are able to participate in complete KDAC, an opportunity to modify their sentence, the terms of their probation, or even terminate probation is possible. People eligible for KDAC include any person charged with a crime who is drug or alcohol dependent and is eligible for treatment. The program is not available to defendants who are charged with a Class A, B, or C felony. Defendants who are charged with 14-227A operating under the influence of alcohol or drugs, more commonly referred to as a DUI, or 53A-60D, which is assault second with a motor vehicle. The program is not available to defendants who have been treated under this program twice before. The court may choose to waive the defendant's ineligibility if it chooses in some limited circumstances. The court, the prosecutor, or defense counsel can file a motion for an examination to determine if a person is charged with a crime and has a drug or alcohol dependency. The court will then seal the file from the public, and in addition, the commissioner of the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services will appoint one or more clinical examiners to conduct an examination of the defendant. These examiners will determine if the defendant is likely to benefit from treatment and deliver a report and recommendation to the court as to whether that treatment is available. If there are any victims of the crime for which the defendant is charged, the defendant is required to send notice to the victims to inform them of the motion to suspend prosecution. Upon receiving notice, the victim will have a chance to offer their opinion and be heard by the court. In order to apply for the KDAC program, the defendant must pay a $25 fee. If the motion is denied, the state may proceed with prosecution against the defendant. In the event that a person is admitted to KDAC, They are responsible for the cost of the treatment involved. The defendant must also agree to a tolling of the statute of limitations and must waive their right to a speedy trial. The time of the program will vary based on program requirements, but it will not exceed two years. The defendant will be placed into the custody of CSSD, where CSSD will monitor any violations, violence, refusals to participate, requests for removal, or inability to participate on behalf of the defendant. These issues will be reported to the court clerk. 
and treatment will begin when the clinical examiner reports available space in whichever program is recommended. If the court terminates the suspension period or the motion is dismissed, the state may commence prosecution of the charges. Once the program is successfully completed, the defendant will be discharged from treatment. CSSD will notify the court of completed treatment and submit a report including the defendant's status and a recommendation. Completion of the program, compliance with CSSD's required conditions, and a one-year abstinence from drugs and alcohol are all required for a dismissal recommendation. The court may dismiss charges if the defendant has completed the treatment program, is responding well to that treatment, and has complied with all the conditions required during the suspension of prosecution. Special conditions are available in some situations. Those not eligible for special conditions are those convicted of murder, attempt to commit murder, robbery first, kidnapping, any felony that results in serious injury to another, or any person who has previously been ordered into treatment. The court, prosecutor, or defense counsel can motion for an examination to determine if a person convicted of a crime has a drug or alcohol dependency. In addition, the Commission of the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services will appoint one or more clinical examiners to conduct an examination of that convicted person. The examiners will determine if the convicted person is likely to benefit from treatment and deliver a report and recommendation to the court. The court may impose a sentence and order treatment if it determines that the convicted person was dependent on drugs or alcohol during the time of the crime, that there is a connection between the dependency and the crime, that the convicted person would likely benefit from treatment, that suspension of prosecution would further justice, and that the convicted person meets criteria for probation. After the sentence is imposed, the court may suspend the execution of an imprisonment sentence entirely or after the served period. The court may also impose a probation period. The court will order CSSD to place the defendant into treatment program for a drug or alcohol dependency. Treatment will begin when a clinical examiner reports available space in the appropriate program and in addition, the court may require weekly contact with a probation officer. Finally, CSSD will notify the court of any violence, violations, refusals to participate, removal requests, or inabilities to participate. Upon completion of the program, the program director will submit a report of completion and a recommendation for further treatment, if applicable. CSSD will notify the court when the defendant has completed treatment, complied with all conditions, and abstained from alcohol consumption and drug use for two years. Finally, the court will hold a hearing to determine any modifications to the sentence, terms of probation, or termination of probation based on CSSD's report and recommendation. I hope this podcast episode answered your questions about the KDAC program. If you would like help navigating a criminal situation, please contact my office at 203 925-9200. And for more information, subscribe to the podcast. I'm attorney Robert Fontaine. Make sure to check out my next episode about the pre-trial alcohol education program. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast. For more information or to get a free consultation for your criminal law questions, visit us at RuaneAttorneys.com or call or text 203-925-9200.